Broadcasting from the Young Idea Studios at Guest and Gray, this is KFNY, True Texas Radio. Good morning and welcome to Dig Deep. My name is Stephen Carroll and I'm here with you every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. So thankful that you have joined in here on TrueTexasRadio.com. Again, always thankful for Will and the radio station for the opportunity to share each week with you guys. And uh, super thankful that you joined me. If it's your first time, thanks for joining in. We're glad that you were a part of what we're doing. And we're excited to share some, man, I think some good stuff with you today that you'll enjoy. And some things I believe can help change our lives, encourage us, and help us to, to recognize the power of fellowship and community. That's the series that we've been talking about since January. We're fixing to wrap this thing up and move into a new a new series. And um, next week is uh, Easter Sunday, and so next week we'll be talking a little bit about that. But what we're going to do is talk about how this whole idea of fellowship com- and community and how Jesus functioned day to day in the community and, and in the, the area there over in the, the Mideast and Israel, how he functioned day to day. So it's going to be really exciting. So it's going to be kind of a different message and uh, for you. So if you're not plugged in anywhere on Easter Sunday morning, uh, and even if, the, even if you are, you can uh, re, you can listen to it um on the podcast, if you'll go to iTunes, search KFNY, you will find the podcast there. You can listen to it as well, and uh, that'd be great. We'd love for you to do that, uh, too. So we also love to get to know you better. I'd love, to, love for you to get to know us better. So if you'll find me on Facebook, just find Stephen Carroll Page, um, C-A-R-R-O-L-L. You can find me there on Facebook or on Twitter, at uh, Stephen Carroll 77 as well. Or you can go to our website, www.wedigit.org, and catch us there as well. I want to thank our sponsors for this program. Got a couple of ladies that have, have really stepped up and helped us out. We'd love for you to be involved as well, but thankful for these guys. Uh, Molly Pennington, she is a local realtor here in Forney, Texas, and she's fantastic. So make sure you uh, check her out, look her up, and also Angie Carricker. And uh, make sure I put their uh, information on my Facebook page so you can follow them. But Angie is also uh, a realtor in the Dallas area. And so we're thankful for them. If you're interested as well, being a part of the broadcast and want to sponsor Dig Deep, just contact me. And uh, you can help keep this program alive and help us make sure uh, we take care of our bills here at True Texas Radio. It takes time and energy to do this. And I know Will would appreciate that. And we would as well. And it is a nonprofit ministry, so it's all tax deductible. So we'd love for you to help us out uh, on that as well but we're thankful uh, for molly and angie for their support walking by faith and obedience man it can be difficult at times and uh, we uh you know god asks you sometimes to do some things and and they 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 don't make sense and as we've looked back over the past few weeks and we're we're in john chapter four then this will be the last week we'll be in this passage but you know what's interesting about it is that you know god god gives us a purpose and he has a purpose for our life and it's not as though he just kind of writes it out there for us at times. You know, it's not something that it's just we wish that it was, right? We wish we knew exactly what it is that he was telling us or where he wanted us to be or how he wanted us to respond. But the reality is, is that it's about a relationship. And as you get into a relationship, uh, you learn more about that person, obviously. When you enter into a, a marriage relationship or a dating relationship, uh, as parents and children, as they, as children grow, their personality develops, it's about communication, it's about understanding one another it's about going through difficulty together learning to respond in different ways and so that's the key that i want us to see today is that as we begin to move forward by faith which is what jesus did then as jesus walked by faith he knew that he knew that god was going to guide his steps he knew that he was going to be led and so maybe you're watching or listening rather this morning and uh, as you're listening this morning you're um you kind of find yourself at that place you know i'm not really sure exactly what what it is that God's telling me. Well, this morning we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I want to tell you there, here at the beginning is that, you know, as God asks us to do something, or maybe you got a dream to see something new and innovative happen in your life, um, sometimes we got to be willing to do what others won't, won't do. And, and we have to come to a place where we begin to, to build that relationship with the Lord. And, and how does that work? How does that function? And those are the things that, that I believe through our story today you're going to learn a lot about. I know that for us personally, uh, for my family, for Don and I, my family, we stepped out in obedience uh, about six and a half years ago. Uh, it was somewhere we had four different positions and through a set of circumstances and stuff that we were uh, going through, 
um, we begin to pursue this dream, this dream of full-time ministry of speaking and communicating. And anytime that you step out and you believe that God's saying, hey, look, I, I, I want you to do this, whether it's to uh, enter into a relationship that, that, that you never have been in before, or whether it's to move and change jobs, or whether it's to step out in faith to do something. Maybe it's to, to just simply walk across the street and have a conversation with a neighbor or, or at, at your job or whatever the case may be. We could, you could put anything in there that you wanted to. It's that we all have an opportunity at some point to trust God and know that he is going to order our steps and that if we'll take that step of faith and we'll begin to walk with him, then God's going to provide things. In fact, Will and I were just talking about how some things had adjusted and some things had happened here to the radio station and some things changed. And when one thing changed, then another took its place. And that's all about when you take that step of faith and you trust, okay, God, I know this is where you want me to be, and I know this is what you want me to do, and you're, you're going to take care of me in the midst of all that. So as you're listening this morning, maybe that's you. You know, you're at that place, that crossroad, and you know what it is. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But it goes on to say that, that he will reward those who earnestly and diligently seek him. And so it's basically saying, Lord, not my will, but yours. God, what is it that you want me to do? And it's through prayer. And it's not some complicated thing. You know, it's just like the disciples when they asked Jesus, you know, teach me, teach me how to pray. And he's, he taught them how to pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A simple prayer to say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? God, guide me. Show me where you want me to be. And, and for my wife and I, when we stepped out, you know, it was exciting at first, you know, because, hey, this is a new frontier, a new opportunity. But then those paychecks ran out, you know, then it was all, it was all, we were out there on our own, it felt like. This was back in 2010. And at that point, man, it, it, it became hard. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a journey, isn't it? And I think that's the thing that we have to all recognize and realize that it's, it's a journey. And so we began to travel and speak and and go to different places and God opened and closed doors and and as you just keep moving forward new doors open up uh, we had an opportunity to work in some local schools here and became a chaplain for the football team and and that led me to opportunities even where I'm at will as I shared several weeks back and, and even when things get tough even when things are hard um, God's always been faithful and God's always been there and I think that's the thing that I want us to recognize is is that as we move into relationship, first of all, with God, and we have that relationship with Him, and we make that declaration, I know that, that you sent your son Jesus and that He made a way for me to have that relationship with you. And through that, I can have communication with you. See, that's what Jesus taught us. He taught us. He said, look, I'm not here to do my will. I'm here to do my Father's will. And I want to do exactly as He asked me to do. And if you read John 14, 15, and 16, it's, it's a beautiful conversation and a series of conversations that Jesus has with his disciples. And he's sharing with them this, this simple fact is that, that I want to obey my father. And what's interesting about it is, is that he was in community and fellowship with these men, with these women, with these people that surrounded him. And as he walked in community, it was the journey that they had individually chosen to walk. Because Jesus had obviously chosen, I'm going to do what my father asked me to do. And then the disciples would, would come on board and, and they, they left jobs. They walked away from things. They walked away from uh, opportunities that were uh, in front of them. And, and they, that was a step of faith for them. And things changed uh, for them as well. I mean, Peter and, uh, Peter and John and those guys were fishermen. And, and they, they walked away. John, James and John, these guys all had professions, right? And, and so they had an interaction with Jesus Christ and because of the, the story that Jesus shared with them, simply saying, look, follow me, be a part of what I'm doing, then they entered into community with him. So it goes back to what we've said from the very beginning. And that is that we have that relationship with God first. And we develop that relationship with him. We recognize and, and just simply declare, look, Lord, I believe in you. And, and as I believe in you, Lord, I know you're going to guide my steps. I know you're going to order my steps. I know you're going to lead me where you want me to be. And so we trust him and we learn to trust him because it is a journey. And walking alone, walking alone is hard. In fact, God never intended for us to be alone. On two counts, one, he says, look, I'm never going to leave you. and I'm never going to forsake you. And he said that in Hebrews. I'm going to be there. 
But if you go back to our first message from the very beginning, the one thing that, that in this series that we've wanted to share with you is that, that God made man in his image. And, and it comes to this place where you know had a relationship with God and, 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 and Adam spent time with God. The Bible says in the cool of the day that, 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 the, that the Lord would walk with him and spend time with him, have, have communion with him, gave him dominion over the whole Garden of Eden and had him name all the animals and all these different things. But, but he never, he came to a place in that, that, that story where God said, you know what, it's not good. It's not good that man's alone. And so he created Eve out of Adam. And we talked about that. How that something great came out of that relationship. And so then you've got the order. It's God and you first. And then it's you and those closest to you, those that you love most, your family, and that's where, if we're honest, that's where the church begins. The church begins in that relationship between us and God. And then it translates itself into that relationship with our family. And then it moves out from there. You see, that's the whole thing. You know, our journey has had all kinds of struggles and issues um, that have been a part of our story. Um, we all have those issues. I mean, you could list yours and I can tell you mine. And we all are on a path. And the great thing about the story that we're looking at and what we've been talking about over the past few weeks is that in this idea of, of this journey and, and this, this, this idea of the power of fellowship and community, if we get the order right individually, it will change our lives. If we stop this morning, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and just declare and recognize, God, you are completely in control. I, I don't understand everything. I have questions. Uh, there's things that, that, I, that I just don't know exactly what to do about. But I, I declare that, God, I believe in you. And I believe you sent your son to make a way for me. That I, through that relationship with Jesus, that I can have that conversation with you. And then as a result of that, you're going to order and guide my steps. And then God, in turn, is always working in our lives. And he's always going to show us exactly where he wants us to be. But walking in community with others... It helps us not to not only walk alone, but it gives us a chance to share our story with other people. Listen, your story is important. And I know that all of our stories are being written, and we're all at different points in that story. We're all at different crossroads in our life, and you're there this morning as well. And, and maybe as, as you're listening this morning, maybe you're driving your car, you're sitting in your home, or, or whatever the case may be. May have you maybe walking and listen, listening on your phone while you walk or while you're running. This morning, as you're listening, I, we all have a, a story. And God never intended for that story not to be told. God always intends for us to share our story with others. Why? Because that's what community is all about. So the order is crucial. Is that as we recognize, God, you're in complete control of my life, and I know that you're always working. Now listen, there are some things in my life right now that I just don't know what to do about. I mean, it's a tough time. But here's the thing is that God has always been faithful. He has. Uh, even when I didn't understand it, even when it didn't make sense, if I look back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? As I look back, I see how God was ordering my steps, how life was orchestrated to lead me to where I am today. That was the great thing about Jesus Christ, was Jesus Christ teaches us and he showed us how to walk in fellowship and how to walk in community with the Father. And then in turn, how we can share that with the people around us, and then they can learn from what we experience. That's why your story is important. The best books, the best stories, the best songs are always written out of authentic stories. The thing that helps us grow is when someone shares their story with us. We love to hear how someone made it through an, a, a, a situation that seemed impossible. I love the, the movie, and I can't even remember the name of it, where the, the guy got his arm stuck in the rocks. And he was climbing and, and he was there for days and he had to make the decision of whether I was just going to die or I'm going to make a way out. And, and he, if you know the story, he, he cut his own arm off and, and worked his way out of the rock and saved his life. And now he shares that story and there's a movie made about it. We, we have guys that teach us and, and share moments in our life that they've been through that we can, we can identify with. And you see, those stories help us and, and always goes back to the idea of if we are not in community, if we're not in fellowship with other people, if we don't allow ourselves to, to listen to what others have to say, 
then, then we're going to miss out on an opportunity. And it goes to this place in your life. Even though maybe right now things are hard and maybe you don't know exactly what's going to happen, whether it's in your marriage, with your children, with your job, your future, physical health. I, I want you to know there, there's a name, the names of God, I mean, whether it's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, or Jehovah Nisi, our banner over us. Um, whether it's this idea of Jehovah Jireh that, that he provides for us. These are all names of God that the Hebrew people gave to God, that God gave to, to the people to know him by. And why is that important? Because every name of God is identified with a situation and a circumstance that these people went through. When they saw God provide, they said, He is Jehovah Jireh. He'll provide. And they told their story. When they saw God heal, they said, He is Jehovah Rapha. He heals. And they told their story. That's why, as I shared last week, Revelation 12:11 is so powerful. You see, it talks about how that people overcame the enemy. The, they were the, the beast, the dragon, by the power of the blood of Jesus. In other words, by choosing to believe in God through the person of Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say that they, they, were, they were saved by the blood and, and by the word of their testimony. That others hear what you've gone through. And that's what is so important, so powerful. You see, everything you've faced, everything that you've gone through, that God will use that some way. And even though we don't understand there are some that are listening this morning, and, and I'm sure that as you're listening that you can think of something that, that you don't understand. There are people right now that I know are listening, and I know that they've gone through things that, that I can't explain. But yet as they look back over the course of their life, and as difficult as it was, whether it was a loss, whether it was sickness, whether it was a, a job change, or something happened in a family, or whatever the case may be, as you look back, you see... That if you allow him, God will work all that out for your good and for his glory. And then we share the story. And the best stories, those stories, the best things we listen to, whether it's on the radio or whatever the case may be, they come out of stories. In fact, this past weekend I was watching, or this past week I was watching the CMA Awards. And there's all kinds of, you know, I'm not a big country music guy. I'm on a country music station. I'm, I'm learning. And it's Texas country, right? I mean, just good music. But, but what, I, what I love about country music, a lot of times it tells such a cool story. And I mean, all songs have the opportunity to share a story. But as I was watching the CMA Awards this past week, I was, I was watching and Miranda Lambert um, was singing a song. And, and, you know, I don't know everything, obviously, that Miranda Lambert has been through. I mean, I know what you read and what you see on TV and that kind of thing. But you, who really knows? Nobody knows exactly what she's gone through. But what was interesting, she won awards, and she won several awards, and when she came up, the people that had produced her album, the people that had helped her with that album, you know what they said over and over again? Thank you, Miranda, for opening up your life, and opening up your story, and writing from the pain and the depths of the issues that you were struggling with, because it was an authentic place, about her life, about her past. In fact, she writes a lot of songs about like that. And the greatest songs, the greatest stories that were written, the greatest opportunity, the testimonies that we hear are based out of people that are willing to share authentically with other people. That's why James 5.16, which we've shared a lot, says, confess your sins to one another and there'll be a healing. Pray for each other in the midst of it. So the idea is talk about it, share it as you go through it and you look back. And I'm not saying you have to do that today. It may be that the time is too difficult and it's too raw and it's too hard. And you're going through it right now. But one day, one day, whatever it is, there'll be somebody somewhere and they'll need to hear your story. They'll need to hear what you have to say. They'll want to know that, hey, I can make it through this and you will be able to help them do that. So that's what's so powerful about our story, which we'll get to in John chapter four, is that this lady that Jesus encountered in, in the, the country of Samaria, that she was so changed that her story began to be told and many people believed. Why? Because of her testimony. So I want to play this song for you. It's by Miranda. It's called Tin Man. And I want you to listen and think about the idea of how that when we share our story, we can bless other people and they can learn from all the pain that we've gone through. So listen to this. It's a pretty cool song.
So, the whole idea of the song is this, is that here's, a, here's a, a girl that's gone through difficulty and she wrote this song out of the, the midst of her pain and her struggle, and, and so she's just kind of writing this idea about the Tin Man. Obviously, you know, the, the Tin Man didn't have a heart in the story of the Wizard of Oz, and, and, and she begins to have this conversation and, and she talks about just having a broken heart and how much she wanted a heart, right, in the story. And as she communicates with him, she's like, look, you know what, here's the thing. Why would you want something that's bound to fall apart? I mean, every time you feel empty, thank, be thankful you don't have this because it hurts. It's painful. It's difficult. And I love the, the last line. She said, I'm glad we talked this out. That's so powerful to me. I'm glad we talked this out. It's communication. It's this idea of in the midst of a situation and a circumstance that we we need to talk. That was the whole purpose of what... God said from the beginning, look, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good. Uh, yes, we have that relationship with God. And that's what we need most. That's where it all begins. But we have to come to the place where we, we also recognize that we need each other. We need someone. And, and I think if we go even deeper, we recognize that, hey, at some point, there's going to be someone else that's going to need to hear your story. 
that someone else is going to need for you to share. And if we have the courage to do that, and, and I know it's a journey, I know it's a process, believe me, I've, I've been through many hours of counseling. I don't need counseling today, to be honest with you. I, there's things I don't know. I ask questions, and my wife, if, if Donna was here and she was talking to you, she would tell you that. Someday soon, we're going to develop a podcast, and we're going to talk about those issues together as a husband and wife and as a family. And, and I'm looking forward to that, because then you'll see and, and you'll recognize, wait a minute, that we need to talk this out. And that's what she says in the song. I'm glad we talked this out. My heart's in pieces. In other words, I've been wounded. I'm in pain, and, and it's hurting, and it's hard. I mean, look, you can have mine. And says, look, if you don't mind the scars, says you give me your armor and you can have my heart. Now, here's what's great about that line. It's multiple things. It's not the idea that she realized, she thinks, okay, well, I can no, I can give my heart away. No, that's not it. It's the idea of being in community. I'm glad we talked this out. You can help me and I can help you. I can, I can share my pain with you. I can share my scars with you. I can share my struggle with you. And through that, maybe it can be a help to you. You see, she won a bunch of awards, like I said, and everyone said it was because she wrote out of her pain and out of her experiences. She became relatable to other people and to her audience. Can I, can I tell you something? If, if you wonder why people ran to Jesus, if you wonder why crowds of people gathered around Jesus, why would thousands of people sit in an open field with no food to listen to this man talk? It was this. He came to this earth to show us who God is. He came to this earth to show us that God is not some distant entity that doesn't care about us. He's not some killjoy up there that's trying to make our lives miserable. No, that's not it. You see, can I tell you something? We've made our lives miserable on our own. The Bible says that we've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. In other words, we can't measure up. We can't do enough. God recognized that. He, he wanted to, to solve that problem for us. And he did that through his son, Jesus. He said, Jesus, you go. Not only do I want you to go and I want you to give your life for them, but I want you to show them how to live. I want you to show them who I am. I want you to show them who we are. Do you get it? This morning, look, can I tell you something? I, I, and I pray this right now. In fact, I'm almost tempted to stop and pray right now that, that the Lord would, would stop you wherever you are and, and, and let you know that he is good and that he does love you. No, I do not have the answers to the questions that you have. I don't. But what I do know is this, is that I have a story and, and my story is continually being written. And that in the midst of my story, in the midst of what God is writing out in my life, I want to, I want to tell you that he's been faithful. Have I yelled at the heavens? Yes, I have. Have I screamed, God, where are you? Absolutely. Recently, have I, have I questioned situations all the time? All the time. But through it all, what I have found to be true is this, is that he loves me. And I want you to know this morning that he loves you too. And Miranda Lebert wrote about it. Yeah, I've got scars. Let me tell you about them. Yeah, you can help me. You give me your armor and, and I'll give you, you can have my heart. In fact, I'll tell you my story. That's the whole thing. And that's what's so important. That's how this whole song relates to our story. In John chapter 4, which is where we've been for the past couple of weeks, and just to kind of recap for you guys maybe that are joining us for the first time, if you look in, in John chapter 4, uh, the, the Bible tells us a story, and Jesus shares a, shares a part of a story with us, or rather John does, of how Jesus the Bible says had to go through Samaria and in John chapter 4 verse 4 it says he had to go through Samaria on the way back to where he was headed it's usually and we talked about this a few weeks ago the Jewish people would walk around Samaria they, they would bypass it because Jews did not interact with Samaritans but Jesus had to go there you see because the as we said earlier when we walk by faith, when we step out and believe that God has a purpose for our life, then we know that he's going to order our steps. And so Jesus knew, look, I have to go here. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that he knew at the point that he went exactly, but he knew that God was going to lead him to where he needed to be. 
And the Bible says that God led him to a well. And the Bible says that Jesus sat down beside the well about noon. Just sat down. Have you ever just sat down somewhere and, and just stopped? Just stop. And you're not sure why you're there. Or maybe you're in the midst of a crisis and, and just sit there and think. In fact, I, I did that recently. I just, I just pulled into the Walmart parking lot. I was going to go inside and I just sat there. I sat there for a few minutes. I, I prayed. I thought. I looked at the sky. I watched the sun go down. I, I just stopped. That's what Jesus did. He just stopped. And soon, it doesn't say how long. It was about noon. The Bible says soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water from the well. And if you remember, we talked about how Jesus looked up at her and said, Would you give me a drink? Which was unheard of. That Jesus would have asked, first of all, that he would ask a woman for a drink as a rabbi. In those days, it just wasn't it just wasn't done. But then secondly, the fact that it was a Samaritan woman, a, a, a mixed race person, that lady, that, that Jewish people, they didn't interact. They, were, they didn't hang out with Samaritans. That was racism, basically. And Jesus had no part of that. Why? Because he came to this earth to show us who God was. And, and that's not who God is. God loves all people. He wants all people. The Bible says he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. People that would tell me that all these things. Yes, does God know? God knows so much. I, I can't question that. But here's the thing is, is that Jesus knew God put him in that spot on that day at that moment for this woman. And the woman was surprised. And they begin this conversation, if you remember. And, and she even asked the question, why are you asking me for a drink? And Jesus said, talks about if you knew who I was, or who I am rather, then you would ask me to give you living water. And he wasn't talking about water that you drink. He was talking about a change in her heart, a change in her soul, a change in the way she thought. Why? Because the Bible says, and they go through the story, that uh, he, you know, she's confused because he asked her for a drink. And then he says he has water. And they get in this conversation about the living water. And, and it gets down to this part where Jesus said, look, I'll tell you what, if you drink this water, you won't be, be thirsty ever again. In fact, what that means is, just like Miranda Lambert's song, is that you're going to have pain, you're going to have difficulty, but if you trust me, if you believe in what I'm going to tell you, and if you will take what I tell you to heart, then you're going to be changed. And then the question begs is, well, why do I need to be changed? And Jesus confronts her, and it's a great story. It's in verse 15. She wants some of this water, and, and Jesus says, well, why don't you go eat your husband? And then the Bible says, she says, well, I don't have a husband. And then Jesus says, well, you're right. You don't have a husband. In fact, you've had five husbands and you're living with the dude that you're with now. And man, she was stunned. Can you imagine? She was stunned. And she says, you know what? You must be a prophet. And he goes in this whole thing about how this is something that I've heard about. That there's a Messiah that's coming. And, and when he comes, he's going to explain everything to us. And then Jesus says, that's me. I am the Messiah. In the midst of the conversation, if you read the dialogue again, one of the things that sticks out is this idea is that Jesus says one day, very soon, that God wants people that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And what he was trying to explain was this. He's saying, listen, the relationship that I have with my father is the relationship that you can have with the father. The way that he leads me and he guides me. You see, if you go back, when Jesus said, I have to go through Samaria, it was God guiding him to go to this moment at this time. And so what that tells me and what he was trying to explain to her was this. Listen, everything's changed. Everything's changed. Look, you, you've been married five times and you're living with this guy. Okay, I get it. It's not best. And she says, well, the Messiah is going to come. He's going to help us. And he said, I'm, I'm him. And, he's, and, and I want you to know that, that I'm him. And the Bible says that the disciples come back and they find that they're shocked. They're shocked that he's talking to this woman. But none of them had the nerve to dare ask, you know, what do you, what do you want? And the Bible says in verse 28 that the woman left her jar beside the well and ran back to the village. Now here's what I want us to catch. And this is what I want to talk about as we close this out tonight. I want you to catch this. She left her jar. Now, what was her jar? What does that represent? It's where she came to get water, right? Came in the middle of the day. Why? Because that's when nobody else was there. 
Why did she come then? Because she was ashamed. People talked about her. In the community, she was probably known, if you know what I mean. She was one that was embarrassed. She felt horrible about what she'd done. She felt horrible about who she was, and but she couldn't, she needed help. She left her jar, and she runs back to the village. And hear what she says to these people. All these people, family, friends, community, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? And people came streaming from the village to see him. Now the disciples are all messed up. They're thinking, well, you need to eat something. And Jesus is like, no, that's not why I came. I don't need food. I'm, eat- I'm already full because I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. Somebody's listening to me this morning. Somebody's out there and I want to tell you something today. It's time to leave your jar. It's time to leave what you've been worried about. It's time to let it go. Let God have it. Now, I know it's, it's going to be there, but it, it, the way you view it will change. Why? Why? Because you begin to realize that, that you're loved. And that through a simple decision, a simple decision to believe, to believe that Jesus is who he says that he was and that he is today. That's what she did. She believed. And she said, come see a man that told me everything I've ever done. And you know what was so impressive and so incredible to her? Because he loved her. He loved her. How do you know? Because he had a relationship with her. He was in community with her. He was in fellowship with her. He drank from the same, the same cup that she drank out of. He came there not condemning her. He came there not to chastise her. He came there to love her. He came there because God led him there. Do you see the order? Love God most. Have that relationship with him. Know that he can guide you. And let him have your circumstances. Let him have your pain. Let him have your struggle. Listen, I know that things don't change overnight. I'm not trying to tell you that. Let him have your fear. Let him have your illness. Let him have your doubt. Let him have it. The Bible says in, in 1 Peter 5, cast all your care on him because he cares for you. Give it to him. Lay it down at his feet. Paul said, look, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And the peace of God that transcends, goes beyond understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That's what happened to this lady. And he loved her. And she was changed. Here's the thing is this. As you and I, and, and we're going to close this out in a minute, but, but I want to play a song. And this is actually a song that, that I played a while back, but I want to play it again for you to re-emphasize the fact of what it says. And, and it's called, it's by a guy named Aaron Gillespie, and it, it just simply says that, that I am all that he says I am. And I want you to know this morning that as you're listening, wherever you are, if it's a family listening together that if it's an individual if you're if you just happen to be on the radio station you started listening i i want you to know that that you are all he says that you are and who are you you are you are fearfully and wonderfully made the bible says in psalm 139 you are created in the image of god before you were born jeremiah says that god knew you he knew you you are an incredible masterpiece paul says in ephesians created for good things But can I tell you, there's a real enemy and he wants you, he wants you to feel like a failure. He wants you to be just consumed with your doubts. He wants you to be consumed with grief and grief is difficult. He wants you to be overcome by anger and bitterness and and, and self-deprecation. He wants you to have low self. He wants you to be riddled with guilt. That's what the enemy wants. But can I tell you something? On this day, at this moment, what Jesus wanted this woman to know was she was loved. Yeah, you've had five husbands and you're living with someone. But can I tell you something? I love you. And the result was she went back and told everyone and they came. And in a minute, we're going to come back and, and we're going to close this up. But I want you to listen to this song. And I want you to listen to the words of the song. And I want you to declare these things over your life. That you are all that he says that you are. And that through no matter what you face, that with that relationship with him, 
that God can heal and change you. And check this out. And as he changes you, he will give you a story. And that story will in turn bless other people that may be going through the exact same thing you're facing today. Listen to this song. Great song. in my ear tells me that I'm fearless He shares a melody tells me to repeat it And makes me whole It reminds my soul I am old That is, you recognize what the song says. I love the line that says, Chains are broken and scales are on the floor. Truth is spoken. I'm no orphan anymore. The whole idea is that he's saying, Look, I am loved. I am new. I'm a saint. I'm forgiven. I'm alive. Can you imagine? That's what this woman felt. That's what she felt in John chapter 4. For the first time, maybe in, in her life, in her existence, in a long time. She recognized, look, I'm, I'm loved, and, and, and I, want, I want you to come see. I want you to come hear what he has to say. And, and I love the idea that when you get down to verse 39, and I wanna, as we close this out, the, the whole idea of the song is this, is that you are all that he says that you are. Uh, that you are. You are, you're a saint. You have been made for, for great things. The only thing that separates you from that truth is that decision to simply say, God, I do. I believe. I believe in you. I believe that that what you sent your son to do for me mattered and that Jesus is the example that I need. Oh, we live in a world of people, all of us that struggle, not one of us that doesn't struggle. We all falter. We all fail. Not one of us is, is good enough to get on our own, get it done on our own. We can't. I don't know how people make it without God. I don't. 
I, I struggle enough as it is, and, and I've chosen to believe in God. But on this day, this woman, this Samaritan woman, had this encounter with Jesus Christ. And she was changed. And as she is being changed and she leaves and, and Jesus is having this conversation with his disciples, I, I want you to see what he says. And it's in, it's in John 4 verse 34. And, and so the order to go back and just remind you, the order is crucial, is that we choose to believe that, that God is all we need. That God is everything that we need. And through that relationship with Jesus, that we can be forgiven. And so we have that. And then in turn, then he begins to guide us and lead us. You see, Jesus, remember, he was he came to this earth, not not just to, to, to die on the cross, which is the supreme sacrifice. The, it's like he said, greater love hath no man than this, and then he would lay down his life for his friends. We're going to talk about that next week. But in the midst of all of this, Jesus showed us how to live. And, and he explained something to his disciples in verse 34. He said, look, you guys are worried about eating. I'm not worried about that because here's the deal. My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. He says, look, you know that some people say four months between planting and harvest, but I say wake up and look around you. The fields are already ripe for the harvest and the harvesters, they pay good wages. The fruit they harvest is is people that are brought to eternal life. Watch this. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester. Here, here's what Jesus was saying. He was saying, listen, listen, guys, you used to be a fisherman. You used to do these things, but you stepped out in faith and you begin to follow me. I want you to know that what I'm doing right here by sharing truth with this lady is changing her life because it's God's truth. Now I want you to learn from me and do the same thing. Can I tell you, listen, in the midst of your despair and your struggle, there's hope today. And maybe you're listening today and, and you've gone through a difficult time. Maybe you've gone through a season that was, you just, you can't even ma- believe you made it through. Can I tell you that now that if you're a believer, that what Jesus was saying was, listen, you've got a story to tell and people need to hear that story. Look around you. The fields are white under harvest. They're ripe. They're ready. People want to hear. People need to hear. That is the power of fellowship and community is that we recognize that we enter into people's lives to develop a relationship with them, to hang out with them, to, 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 to drink, to eat, to hang out and be a part of their lives. And then as we are hanging out with them, then we get to be a part of their story and we get to share with them what has changed our life, what has helped us. That's what Jesus was telling his disciples. Do you you get it today? So can I tell you, there's two things. First of all, there's hope for you today. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what's going on. Listen, and I understand it matters. Don't hear me wrong. I know it matters. I know it's been hard. I can't, what I'm saying is this. It wasn't in vain. It's not in vain. As hard as it is, as difficult as it is, if today you would recognize that God loves you, in spite of your sin, in spite of your failures, you can be forgiven. Now, and he told this woman, and he encouraged her. He said, "Listen, don't do this anymore." He said that over and over again in different moments. He said, "Listen, learn." But can I tell you something? What I've found about people and myself is this is that as God delivers and changes me, then I find myself wanting to move beyond those times. I don't want to go back. Whether it's addiction or, or, or whatever it may be, fear, doubt, all these things. When we recognize, look, I, I have something to share. I have a purpose. And that purpose is to share my story with other people. As God heals me, then I'm able to share with others. That's the whole thing. That's why this whole series was developed, because the deepest passion that my wife and I have is that God has called us to move into the culture, not away from it. He's called us to move into people's lives, not away from their lives. I love entering into conversation into people's lives and to realize, listen, I'm no better than anybody. To walk into a relationship without judgment, that's what Jesus did. He walked into the relationship purposefully because God led him there without judgment. And the result was that she was changed. She left her water pot, what she came, that one thing that scorned, she left it at the well. She walked away from it. 
because it was no longer about who she'd been. She forgot what was happening, and, and all that mattered was what, was what had happened at that moment. What he had done, does, does that make sense? So, so the one thing is, listen, whatever you've been through, whatever you've faced, God loves you. He does. And if you would just stop and pause and say, God, I believe. Lord, I trust you. What he's saying, it's okay. What's, God, what Stephen's saying, I, that, I want that. Lord, I want what, what Jesus came to show me. That I'm all that he says I am. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That I can be forgiven. I can be changed. I, things can be different. You see, and it's like Paul said, this isn't a license, license for us to do whatever we want. But it's a freedom to be able to become who we were meant to be. That's the key. And so as we close out our story, I love the way it closes. So the one thing is that you can be changed. And then the second thing is that you have a purpose as you're changed. That your story, those things that, that God has done in your life, that as you look back, what he brought you through, that then you share that with other people. And then they are changed. How do you know that? Because of what verse 39 says. The Bible says in, in John 4 verse 39, many, many many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus. Why? Watch this. Because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. Huge statement. They knew who she was. They knew who she had, what she had done. And she saw, they saw the change in her life. They all believed. Why? Because she said, he told me everything I ever did. And he loved me. And when they came out to see him, watch this, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two more days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Watch this. Then they said to the woman, now catch this out, this is verse 42. Then they said to the woman, we now believe, now we believe, not just because of what you told us. Okay, get ready. Are you ready? Not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. And now we know that he indeed is the Savior of of the world listen he's the savior of the world that's what they said that's what they believe why because one woman came to a well and Jesus Christ was obedient to his father and he walked he had to go through Samaria remember he had to go through Samaria and he had to go through Samaria why to meet this woman who had been riddled with guilt and pain and sin and been abused been taken advantage of who knows what all she'd been through? Who knows what all kinds of choices she had made? Who knows how she got to where she was? But in the midst of all that mess, Jesus was sitting at a well. Just sitting there. She comes up to him, and they have a conversation. Just a conversation and a drink of water. And talk about how things can change. Talk about how that she's loved in spite of what all she's done. And then... After she's changed, the Bible says many other people believed. As we sit there today and as you sit there this morning, as we think about all the pain we've gone through, and just like the song that Miranda Lambert said earlier, all the pain, all the struggles, all the scars, the greatest stories are written and the greatest songs are sung out of a place of deep pain, of our circumstances. The greatest books we read, the greatest testimonies we love to hear, the greatest videos we love to watch on Twitter or YouTube or wherever are stories that inspire us to know that, one, we're not alone, but two, that we can make it. That's what this story is all about. And how do we make it? We make it because, because of a relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. That's how we make it. That's how I've made it. That's how you can make it too. And that's what Aaron Gillespie said. You are all that he says you are. Chains can fall off. Addictions can be broken. Marriages can be restored. Children can be redeemed. Hope can be found. And through it all, through it all, God gives us a story. And just like on this day, when the people came to this woman, they said, we believe now, not just because you told us, but because we've heard it ourselves. He indeed is the Savior of the world. Your life was changed and now our life is changed, not just simply because you told us, but, but because we've experienced it too. That's the whole thing. 
this 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 morning is as we kind of close this down there's a song that i want to play for you it's by by bethel music and and i just love it and the song is called love came down and we may play this again next week i don't know but i just want to play a little bit of this before we close because here's the deal is that the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life not just life beyond this life but jesus said in john 14 10 i have come that you might have a life and have it abundantly now redemption hope forgiveness healing bitterness gone all these things can be changed great song listen to this and we'll come back and i'll close it out The whole idea of this song is that listen, it's just perfect to sing. Love came down to rescue me, and and, and I love the the whole idea of the song is that when my heart is overwhelmed and I, I don't know where to turn, I don't know what to do, is that I know that that love came down. He showed me who God is. That's Jesus, and He came down and He made a way, and 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 the result is that that I can now have a relationship with God through Jesus, and I'm forever yours. Mountains high, valleys low, whatever I face, whatever I go through, I know that through it all, as hard as it is, as hard as it is, as many questions as I may have, as, as doubt may fill my mind, but at the end of the day, at the end of the moment, when I lay my head down, I'm yours. I'm yours. And you're in complete control. And God, you're writing a story in my life, and you want me to use that story to share it with other people. I get it. I get it. And just like our story... Maybe you're that person. Maybe you're that lady. You're that man. And you've got a multitude of stuff that you're going through. Things that have happened in your life. Sins that you feel, that you feel guilty over. Things that you've done that you regret. Can I tell you something? He loves you. And by a simple decision, He can forgive you. And give you hope. And give you a new day. And then, and then, just like this woman, your story can impact somebody else. Can change you forever. I hope today you'll be blessed. Let me pray for you real quick. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the chance to share. Thank you for this truth. Thank you for this story. Thank you for this woman. But thank you for Jesus. Thank you for him showing us, Lord, that God, we are loved, showing us who you are and that God, we are all that you say that we are. And God, let us remember that God, all the things we go through and all the things we face, as hard as they are, as difficult as they may be, we'll cast our cares on you. We'll trust you. We're going to pray to you and we're going to know that you're going to bring us through. And God, we're going to be better on the other side of it. And you're going to use our story to bless somebody else. I pray for everyone listening today. Pray you bless them. And God, whatever they may be going through, I pray you meet their needs. Whether it be sickness, disease, finances, whatever. You do it. And do it in Jesus' name. And then we'll, in turn, tell others what you've done for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. 
Thank you guys for joining in this morning. Love you. Stay in touch with us. Find me on Facebook. Send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how God's working in your life. And I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next week.